of the Geeked Up Podcast. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the longest-running guest on the show, the guy I keep sticking around, my co-host, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the show, yeah, everybody. Unlike Andre Davi, I've yet to form my own spinoff, <laughs> you know? I... But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Remember to always check out uh, a past episode of the Game Time, the Geeked Up Game Time, Episode 16 with uh, Marnie Stone from IndieMusic.tv. Yeah, big thanks to uh, Marnie Stone for help playing Frontman Swap from the makers of Character Swap. That's right. Where we take uh, all 90s, too, a 90s era Frontman Swap. It was, so, uh, it was a good one. Yeah, we take some of your favorite stars from the 90s and put them in different bands throughout history. So definitely listen to that. Thanks again to Marnie Stone for uh, hanging out with us for that one. Playing the game with us. Remember to send in those emails for that one, too. And that would be at thegeekeduppodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you got to put that the in there, folks. Give and us your, uh, we're still giving out prizes for the game as well as emails on the thoughts on your show and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Still taking those sucker MC emails, y'all. Still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo, baby. <laughs> But and we know Andre Davi is the regular emailer of the show still, too, so he can, yeah. uh, Talk we're to not you, opposed Max to Geeks. you, just, yeah. But, just um, end this contest already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, you were so close, Max Geeks, you were right there, you could have put a knob on it right then. But, and of course, thanks for tuning in, be it on SoundCloud.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast, be it on Facebook.com backslash Geeked Up Podcast, or, of course, check us out on iTunes on, of course, the Geeked Up Podcast. Yeah, hit us up on iTown, y'all. So, if you're hanging around out there, all these different platforms, so that'll get us into this episode's Geeked Up Podcast. But before we get into the news, we have a couple things this episode. We have a little bit of a R.I.P. to start with. This week, we got some, uh, we got two this week, some weird ones. No wrestlers, again, so... Yeah, Liam's the wrestlers have been on a hot streak, they're... Taking yeah. the sun. They're all getting ready for SummerSlam, I guess, and staying alive. I think China going hit them all hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they really put it all into perspective. <laughs> Woo. We all loved her in our own way. <laughs> but a uh, big RIP out this week to uh, Anton Yelkin, who um, died a fucking brutal death, man. Like, I can't even really want to make jokes around about this one. Anton Yelkin, if you don't yeah, know usually him. I love making jokes around the celebrities who've died. Yeah. This one right here is. This one's a little intense. I mean, Grizzly Adams. Come not on. because of who I, not because of who he is, because of how it happened. Must I clarify? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this dude until he got ran over by his own Jeep somehow. But yeah, man, his Jeep, like it's a, I guess in the Jeep Cherokee, it's getting investigated now. It's like a flaw. You know, like a, they should be calling these things back. Rolled down the hill and crushed the kid. In yeah, between maybe his fucking the emergency mel- brake was uh, malfunctioning, yeah. or maybe he didn't. Sometimes people forget to put on the emergency brake if you're in the hills, like. You know, the uh, cars, they will roll. They roll down. And, you know, he's the most famous for it. He's been, uh, he's been playing Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies, the reboots. 
He's big in that. He played Kyle Reese in the uh, Terminator, Terminator movie yes. with uh, Christian Bale. He was in um, Alpha Dog, which was one of Timberlake's first movies, which was based off a true story where they kidnapped the kid. Yeah, and, and he's still real young, I'd say. He's he was like be, 27. You know, yeah, mid-20s or so, so definitely like an up-and-comer in the acting community. Yeah, and a real, he was like really tragic. making a name for him. The new movie Green Room just came out, which people are saying great, where it's like Patrick Stewart versus him, and it was, he's like a neo-Nazi versus like the <laughs> punk rock band. is. Supposed to be like actually like, versus a punk band. Yeah, All right. I mean, who am I going for here? Yeah. I, uh, but I think you would know him best. But he played um, Stuart in Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he was Cheryl's nephew, and she he, they stay with him for the one oh, Halloween. Okay, nice. And Larry nice. cuts a deal with him about yeah, splitting the candy yeah. when he gets home. He's like, oh, here's the deal: put hat the candy aside, and argues with him about not being the real Superman. He was the magician. Yeah, he got mad. He went, <laughs> you know, you're not a real magician, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would tell you if you were a magician. Yeah. <laughs> so R.I.P. to I him. I want that candy kid. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. Yeah. So R.I.P. to him. Yeah. R.I.P. Anton Yelkin, man. Like really, just like a star coming up, man. Like gone too soon. But another one that's going to hit even closer to home for the Geeked Up podcast, boys. Yeah, and I hope you're sitting down, Mr. Andy Dwan, as uh, right when he was starting to sink his Andy Dwan and Jay Diddy, right as they were starting to sink their teeth into ALF seasons one and two, respectively. Yeah. R.I.P. ALF. R.I.P. ALF himself. Not the voice, though. Just the uh, the little dude they had running around in that gorilla costume. Oh, this wasn't even the voice? ALF? No, 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 no. No, it wasn't the voice ALF. It was uh, this little, I'm guessing from his name, Russian dude. His name was <laughs> Mihaly Mitsu Mezoros. And if you look okay. at a picture of him, and if you want to know what And he was he confirmed to be the guy in the elf suit for all, like, 25 seasons of elf? <laughs> he is. But if you want to know what he really looks like, check him out also in one of his greatest roles in uh, Pee-wee's Big Top. Okay. Where he plays, you've guessed it, the little dude. The little dude? Yeah, Big the little <laughs> It was just like the little Russian, like, angry, uh, what do you say, little person? Yeah. Little angry, little, little person. Epic career for such a little feisty actor, but... <laughs> and also, he's got to be one of, like, the all-time oldest midgets to ever go. Like, if he's... If the guy from Alf didn't 76. die in 70... In, in 87, like, fucking... 76. And one of the greatest things I was just doing a little research on before we started, I looked up his IMDb... <laughs> right before it does like his death announcement, is like his hobbies are drinking scotch and smoking large cigars. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, all right, this little okay. Warwick Davis is fucking killing it out here. In midget R.I.P. news, this is the biggest one since the last of the yeah. uh, Munchkins passed. Yeah, this is the really. Biggest thing that happened until Peter the... Dinklage dies. Yeah, exactly. This is a, uh, this is a big one. Ow. Because when you think of the midget acting community, you got uh, Warwick Davis, Pinkard, Peter Dinklage, and then the guy that played Alf. Yeah, that's right. I call him Alf Willow Tyrion. <laughs> 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 so R.I.P. to uh, him, man. You're going to hit close. Uh, next, so I guess cancel those hopes for any type of Alf reboot because it just wouldn't be the same without that same little midget in the costume. You We're going to be stocking up on our Knight Rider DVD, those, as requested, just because <laughs> we heard the car just got a tune-up, so no R.I.P. news there. But uh, in another little pre-news special, we have a uh, hilarious edition of Geeked Up Locked Up. <laughs> yeah. What was the Oz noise? Ow! <laughs> but yeah, our Geeked Up Locked Up feature of the week. Someone got locked up abroad, too. It was uh, Well, kind of. 
uh, the Caribbean. <laughs> we don't know which part it was, but uh, our boy Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson <laughs> got locked up in the Caribbean for uh, during a concert or a movie filming. Was he being Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson, or was this as Fifty Cent Jackson? Great point. I apologize. <laughs> he was being Fifty Cent. Okay, so Fifty, 50 Cent got yeah, arrested. Just straight 50, Fifty Cent got arrested for saying motherfucking on stage in the Caribbean and yeah. went to jail. <laughs> And a very, very anticlimactic, like, obscenity, one of these <laughs> yeah. obscenity uh, arrests. A far cry from Lenny Bruce, like, in his yeah, absolutely. controversial statements about the world. But, yeah, 50 Cent arrested for saying motherfucker in the Caribbean, which I guess that's where they draw the line on debauchery and, like, fucking... Yeah, have you never the- heard one 50 Cent song? Like, oh, man, you know the rules, but 50 Cent, my daughter loves her. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't have That's my Caribbean accent, they- by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how the guy that books the events in the Caribbean sounds, to tell you the truth. Thank you. <laughs> the white dude that owned the resort where 50 played. But yeah, I guess it was at a music festival. I guess he was originally ho- like uh, brought on to host it. He wasn't supposed to perform, which would explain that little uh, hiccup there. Okay, yeah. So I guess they did clear it through bookings. They're like, all right, we can't possibly get him to perform any of his songs. Let's just get him to introduce the thing. He couldn't possibly say motherfucker <laughs> yeah. while introducing the other bands, you know. But then some genius when he got there was like, hey man, you want to perform too? And he's like, of course I do. You know how long it's been since <laughs> I'm somebody- gonna do my hit, my number one hit single, motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You know how long it's been since somebody's asked me that? Of course. I will. Of course I'll perform. So he got out, though. $5,000 bail and a warning. Like, hey, you can come back next year, but you know not to say it. But yeah, but I guess I mean, like, I'd say it all the to, time. Like I mentioned before, Lenny Bruce or Jim Morrison, who like whipped it out in Miami yeah. in 67 or else like talked shit about all the cops in New Haven and started a riot <laughs> yeah, and yeah. got like pulled off stage and yeah, stuff those like guys. that. This is not quite the same, you know, uh, intensity of a... Yeah, profanity cases those guys, but definitely like, and only if anything like adding to the badass like legend of Fifty Cent because people are just gonna talk about how the fact he got arrested. Yeah, got the stage is like all like, yeah, what's up? But it's like also like when are we gonna find out like that's not a law at all and this whole thing was staged because like you <laughs> said to get that cred back. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't give a fuck. He got a slap in the wrist. I would curse every time if I was him. Every time I was there, yo, the fines are mad. Like, reasonable. Two Live Crew got arrested for like wild sex shows taking place. Yeah, they're having like or Bobby simulated... Brown. I think got arrested one time for like having simulated sex on a bed during the middle of a show. Yeah, like NWA. Fifty did, Cent just like... said, "Motherfucker, get yeah. this pussy back to the vitamin <laughs> water aisle." <laughs> exactly. Exactly, but he's out. He's safe, guys. So uh, stop sending those letters <laughs> and prayers. <laughs> and I got guess right. other geeked up lock news. He did get raped in jail, though. <laughs> he got <laughs> he got raped and has turned into a prison Muslim. He's now going to be Alahamohuku Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent, of course, Jackson, <laughs> Jacksono. But I guess that would be all the uh, pre news before the news, which will bring us into this episode's news. The news. The news. And of course, how can we not start without just the Game of Thrones season finale just happened? And uh, last year's Game of Thrones finale with Jon Snow dying was like a epic, you know. Uh, he died, killed, yeah. Everyone's favorite character yeah. was murdered. Was that was like an epic story? This year, the season begins with him coming back immediately. Yeah, they gave it one whole episode. <laughs> like, no, is he? 
And then I'm going to be honest, this year's finale kind of uh, didn't match up with the same luster of attention, at least, from the world. Yeah, but this season finale was one of the first times, like, the plot has noticeably moved ahead. You know what I mean? Like, season six, of course, we, like, talked about it has been crazy because it's, like, the first season that's, like, ahead of the books. Yeah, it's so no as a book reader, based on the book, so this one's actually, like, made by the creators of the TV show, not of the book series. Correct. And they took it very carefully this season with that, too. Like, I, it was a great season. You got, it was, like, a lot of cool stuff, like, episode nine bow the bastards one of the greatest action scenes i've ever seen be it tv or movie i know right, you well, thought David priving ryan yeah uh, no it level was our uh, war scene it was just epic you could tell like oh that's why this season's been kind of slow like they've been saving okay. their money for this and it was fucking epic and great but again like a little bit of a prop, plot progression but the whole thing is like as a book reader too like it wasn't that bad like it wasn't that spoily you know what I mean? Uh, like they took it very careful until they the didn't just dramatically like TV show up the books. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? they didn't they, just like, turn it into they some kind wild, of like crazy. It almost seems like, like they kind of treaded water to like even give the books one more chance. Like, all right, dude, like you got one more year to catch up, and then fucking like we're done, or else we're gonna do the episode nine battle that we've been saving. Yeah. Like, you better. Or until episode 10, the season finale, and it was just like, oh, finally, plot progression, and just, like, everything happened, and it was just, like, really intense. Like, it also starts with, like, kind of like you said, it was, like, last season, Jon Snow dying at the end. Um, every fan knew, like, it was common knowledge, like, oh, he's coming back. He's, he's coming back, and lo and behold, we were right. There's been another long theory on Game of Thrones. It's called R plus L equals J, means that everyone thinks Jon Snow isn't really Ned Stark's kid he's actually a targaryen boom season finale shows it does it you find out for you sure find out that he for is sure. indeed a targaryen which i believe yeah you've called for before i think yeah. dennis even when he was on for episode 11 or 12 or whatever it was i think he called that he was indeed a targaryen that's right he even got away from the star wars maybe shit it was just Andy, to make that but yeah somebody made like a random declaration that he was actually targaryen so they showed that which was really epic they declare him the king of the north um cersei the chick that was always like Viewed as the bad guy, just did some epic shit, like, in the beginning. Again, and one of, like, the greatest... The whole episode was fantastic, like, the season finale. Like, the yeah, whole classic finale, classic it series It started, like, on, like, any episode I've ever seen. Like, a lot of slow piano play, and just, like, a lot of, like, what's going on? You kind of, like, have a suspicion, and boom. She kills literally every side character she hates in, like, one swipe move. <laughs> and then just, like, yeah. sits the throne. Which the first... has always been a part of Game of Thrones, is lots of characters dying mm -hmm. throughout the course of the series. And this time, they did it, like, they took... They eventually got all of the side characters killed, but they did it all at once in the yeah. last episode. And they were all like enemies. Well, of and hers. now with Hordor being gone, there's really yeah, you got who, the uh, who's the, you got the little on. fella and fucking yeah. And with the little fella, I guess another like talking about plot progression. Like they're finally like leaving like the east. They're coming back to like, where all the action is in the show. After six seasons of her talking about her dragons and gaining an army and having an army, she's finally doing it. She's and finally bringing the army. And then the uh, midget, as you so eloquently put, <laughs> is now the uh, hand of the queen. So it's going to be uh, the next two seasons coming out. Are there's going to be seven episodes in the seventh and five episodes in the eighth? They're okay, like just wow. winding so... it. They're winding it down. Like this is it. And this seemed like a big like setup for a final season. Like if they just did a normal, the next season could be the final season. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in terms they just of twelve episodes. That's pretty much like the allotted storyline for one season. They're but why not stretch it as long yeah, as you can? Yeah, like, sure. HBO, I'm sure, begged them. Like, it was up to HBO. Like I've told you, they would love to have twenty episodes. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, twenty seasons of this fucking show. But the writers are like, dude, let's not. Like, let's just. We know what we're doing. Let's wrap it up. Let's not stale the show out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but it was an epic. And especially if they're not making it, if they were able to get through this first season with uh, past the books, without it feeling stale, you know, you want to definitely, if they've got like a storyline yeah. inside. And I think a lot of fans of the books too, myself included, like weren't like ruined by this season. It was like, oh man, it was, was almost like, like now I can't even read difference. Would you have? Uh... Yeah, absolutely. This t- totally different. Like, and again, I think Andy said it too when he like was on the show. Like, if you were somebody that didn't read any of the books, I'm sure there's a lot of Game of Thrones viewers that never read any of the books. Oh anyway. yeah, for sure. Do you think that they would get a sense that this was like from a different creators as the previous series, just based on the TV show itself? No, I think it was uh, the whole thing is like flown so like perfectly. Yeah. Because it's still the same so writers of the show. Yeah, it's a, it's totally seamlessly. It's perfect. And they did a great job. Do you it. think that the book now ultimately coming out after Will will have dramatically different storylines from well, the TV show? It has. Like, and it already has. Like, you can see, like, even in, like, the season finale, there was characters that died in different ways than the books have or were still alive in the show or okay. already been dead in the books and vice versa. There's characters that are dead in the show and are very much alive in the books. So, you know, they're very different. Like, in the end, it's going to have the exact same ending, but I guess... The paths there will be very, very different, and like maybe some characters will be dead in the books that are alive in the show. Ultimately, Jon Snow will still be a Targaryen, but maybe all of the uh, exactly side characters will get killed in, in a different more Game ways. of Thrones yeah. style individually than not just blown up in one quick. Like, all right, we can't afford these extras <laughs> anymore. Did you see last episode's Battle of the Bastards? But so ultimately speaking, it sounds like you're very high on the finale. And as like uh, in terms of last year's finale being such like leaving you thirsting for more for this season, this, this one, season's I think, finale definitely leaves you thirsting for more. For yeah, I think this one gets my top whatever. vote. Might be like one of the top episodes. Yeah. It was just a fantastic, fantastic episode. Plus, you got to watch like a 15-year-old kid take a swan dive off a top ledge. <laughs> he was sad. He's been a puss this whole series. Nice. So. <laughs> But uh, so that was it for Game of Thrones. Epic, epic. You can't, like I said, we couldn't talk about TV without uh, talking about Game of Thrones. And uh, of course, there's another interesting one. One I'm surprised I actually haven't talked about on the show before. And if I have, not enough detail. But Penny Dreadful just had its series finale, but it was unannounced as a series finale. It was announced as a season finale because I felt felt like if they announced it as a series finale, it would kind of give away, like take the shock away from yeah, the well, final episode. They kind of had a big surprise ending, and if they announced in advance that this would be ultimately the, uh, there would be no more story after that. It would be you would see it coming, yeah, and nicely played because it tricked me. You know what I mean? I didn't see this, uh, the ending now coming. The show is a uh, like you said. We've not mentioned it on the show. This is kind of like a. 19th century yeah, London. Yeah, set in Victorian Mon- London, and it's like your classic like monsters that we all know, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Dorian Gray, Frankenstein, Dracula. Okay, the classics. Classics, Wolfman. But they do it in their, their own, like it's not the stories you know. They do it in their own kind of like showtimey twists. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they make their yeah, own Kevin series. Kevin selling pot in the, in the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> David Duchovny is fucking one of them. But they do it in their own kind of just like storytelling way. And it's been a great show. Josh Hartnett's in it. Which How many seasons did this one run? Three. Three okay. seasons. Three seasons. Three, like, and I think they, uh, 11 episodes, 12 episodes. They ended it with, they ended it unannounced, so I guess they had, like, their story envisioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, or that's what they claim. There's another theory that they got canceled, and the uh, writers were all just in the creators were like, yeah, this was it. We didn't <laughs> yeah. do it all along. <laughs> because it's just one perfect. Sh- it's one of those shows that, like, whenever I meet somebody else that watches it, I'm like, no shit. Like, other people watch this <laughs> fucking crazy show. Because it's really, like, goofy it too. and over the top. And, but it's, like, fun and campy. But it was a series finale, which I thought was really, really interesting for a show to do and not announce that it was going to be the final season. Yeah. I thought it was a good little twist. 
if that's really what it was, or if the show just got canceled. Another show, which was uh, kind of like I didn't guess with uh, Penny Dreadful, was uh, Veep just had its season finale. And it was very much set up like a series finale. Yeah, it really made you feel like it was a series finale when it ended with... uh Julia Louis Drivers in the park and whatnot. It definitely felt hell, like yeah. that would have been a great way to like end the storyline, the story arc that they've got going as of now for Veep. And I guess in some ways it will be the end of the storyline the writers were saying. Yeah, absolutely, because they uh, they literally wrapped up like every side plot of the show. Everything was wrapped up and like it was yeah, right like there. The election is over. Exactly, and even like... the sitting on the bench series finale, and everyone was just like, "Wow, they didn't announce it as a series finale, just like Penny Dreadful." And Veep was like, oh, no, we're definitely doing another season next year. We're just totally making it a different show. Yeah, which I think is definitely, like, a really good idea for a show like Veep because I feel that she's now kind of, like, made such a character mm-hmm. out of herself that you could now translate it into, like, a post-presidential career kind of reality show following her. Yeah. It'll kind of just be more about, like, her bitchy personality or whatever, taking the, like, comedic stage as opposed to, like weird presidential tie-ins or kind of political tie-ins. Yeah, know? I'll give you that. Like, you, like, she's just such a funny bitch on wheels of a character that I think you can, like, let her loose in the real world and she'll still be... It'll translate to her being really funny and just, like, a uh, That's you know, true. total narcissistic kind of way. I say wrap it up. I say it should have been. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to take the other side on this because I say, like, it definitely should have been a series finale because I feel like if you do something like this, you run the risk of going the way of, like, The Office post-Steve Carell. Yeah, I, I mean, but it might be very good. I think it uh, and it might be good. And I'll probably watch every season until it actually is over because I know I yeah. will. But I think that would have been a perfect way to wrap it up. Like, do we need to go? I think it's been six seasons, maybe five. And just like The Office, I think, went six seasons. But like, yeah. oh, we'll do more. No, I mean, honestly, maybe on, like I actually might amend my statements to saying it might be better suited as like a spinoff, you know what I mean? If they get yeah, it, like, since she's different. no longer Veep, yeah, maybe like call it Selena Myers or something like that, you know what sure. I mean? Try to go in that direction where like I still think that she's such a funny character that she'd be worthy of a show if she wasn't the vice president or president. She was just like still a famous political figure. If that's the way they but, play it, that would be interesting too because I think it would be the first time you do a spinoff show with the main character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Which would be uh, really interesting, I think. So I'm kind of on board if that's how they're going to play it. Selena! Also, and I think maybe just another thing, like you said, The Office. Like, I think The Office, since it was already a remake and already kind of like since they – after the second or third season of The Office, they would already, like, trudged on the original Office when they mm-hmm. brought in another guy to replace Steve Carell as, like, Jesus, like, what has actually happened to this Yeah, but even franchise? then, they dangled the mouse in front of you. It was uh, Will Ferrell that initially took over, and it was like, all right, fucking, what do we have to be worried about? Yeah, yeah, I guess got the franchise Carell out of there, and then he did, like, three episodes. I was like, wait, what's up? <laughs> fucking, no more Will Ferrell? So that was a season, uh, almost series finale, season finale of that. And I guess enough of finale talk, though. Let's have a little positive news. We and have while a- we're talking about HBO and Julia Louis Dreyfus and all of our uh, some of our favorite people, we got a uh, big news. Uh, Larry David has announced and confirmed that we are currently going to be start working on a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, he has announced a next season of Curb, and I guess the show that like he never officially says there'll be a last episode yeah, like never a does. lot of times it feels like the season the series could totally end like after the first season with the blacks where he reconciled <laughs> like reconciled with Cheryl like you didn't really need any advancement you didn't need the Seinfeld episode you know yeah, series no, you did thank the lord we had it but yeah exactly so then last ep- the uh, last series though he 
leaves LA and goes to New York goes to like New York. get out of a charity event. Exactly. Has like one of the most hilarious years in New York, ends up getting kicked out by Bloomberg and heads for Paris. What do we think from this season on? Like, uh, imagine a curb in Paris. Is there any chance Larry and Leon just unlo- unleashed in France? They'd be fantastic. Like, taking on douchey wine people. I, I don't know how you like, say pretty, pretty good in French. <laughs> but, I mean, are you telling me they couldn't squeeze out ten episodes of, like, weird no, social could. interactions with Larry and French people? I mean, jeez. Yeah, of course they could. Absolutely they could. <laughs> And Maybe I, just him traveling all around Europe, like different, you know, him going to Ireland and Germany. And, and like, I guess that's a good point, too. Do you think it'll go back to L.A. or are they going to do it in Paris? Maybe it'll go back to New York somehow for Larry's Revenge. <laughs> I like to think they're going to go crazy with it. You know me and my Judy Jumper ways. I think they're going to do like a space one. It's going to be like Curb on Mars. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Like yeah. the show has been getting so more and more like now. weird and away from just like the menial everyday. Like when it started, it was so much about like the everyday kind of yeah. awkwardness. <laughs> and now it's just blown to like, so, I'm hoping for France, not Mars. <laughs> we can do Mars next season. Let me get France. Then we'll do Mars. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see what the public wants. Email yeah. us in. What's that alien over there looking at? What? He's never seen an earthling before? What? Yeah. What do you think all aliens look alike? No, I think all spaceships look alike. <laughs> <laughs> so big really looking forward to that. There's well, nowhere to pee in these spacesuits. I don't know. <laughs> so uh definitely, definitely, hundred percent looking forward to that. But uh, I guess that would be everything we have in the small screen news. But on the big screen, it's the summer. We got Independence Day Resurgence just came out. The uh, sequel I don't think anybody was really asking for. (laughs) ID5, the Independence Day, the uh, ID4 sequel, ID5 came out. And in a horrible marketing move, which I didn't realize for this year's ID4, I didn't realize that it was not coming out on July 4th, which... Nicely played. June 24th has been out for like over two weeks by the time 4th of July rolls around. So they're losing a lot of – when the whole draw of the movie that it's aliens <laughs> is attacking on 4th of July, you're fucking really missing the boat by the June 24th release date, you know? Yeah, and really, twice, guys? Twice aliens? Like, what is your beef against barbecues? <laughs> no, seriously. Jesus. Don't any other countries have a national holiday <laughs> yeah. that they fucking celebrate right. that we can attack on, you know, Cinco de Mayo or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> that would have been the perfect one for the 5th. I did. <laughs> no, I did my old kid. But yeah, and like you said, it's really also with no Will Smith this time. No Will Smith, but Goldblum's back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Aliens might be a... Uh, it's just one of those things, like that movie definitely worked in the 90s because... Because it, like it came special. out on 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> and, like, there was special effects were so new. And it was, like, they built the models to blow up the White House. And it was yeah, crazy to see. Yeah, we talked about see. it last week about how at the time it was, like, visually very innovative. And this year with, like, Tarzan being out right now and some other movies, this isn't mm. even, like, the big visual experience of the summer. And it's also, it's like, like you said, starring Goldblum. So <laughs> yeah. kind of severely lacking that big box office draw that these summer movies did. And I guess its other problem, too, though, is... Is, uh, just to play devil's advocate, though, is it's going against Finding Dory, which is slaying right now, which is yeah. the uh, sequel to Finding Nemo that came out like 10 years ago. And again, <laughs> another sequel no one was asking for, except it turns out everyone was yeah, asking for so. it. Whereas this one, like it just the international figures just came out for its opening weekend internationally. Didn't do great home, but internationally. But I mean, who's going to see this movie in fucking Germany? Like, the fucking this Chinese. <laughs> Chinese eat this shit up, dude. They did uh, 32000 worth, uh, $32 million worth. It just broke a hundred million internationally. Now, who were they rooting for? These Chinese were they fucking rooting? For? Yeah, for the aliens. <laughs> 
But uh, which does not compare well to when it came out two decades ago and pulled in five hundred million internationally. <laughs> so, with inflation, I'm saying yeah. it's pretty shitty. Financial crisis in Europe, maybe uh, keeping people out of seeing ID4 <laughs> in Switzerland, yeah. but you know, not doing too good, guys. Maybe uh, yeah. So the uh, ID4 sequel about as much traction as Fuller House this year, <laughs> <laughs> as one of our blasts from the past, not selling too well. Not so much. I think I'd rather watch the Independence Day VHS copy I still have somewhere that everybody that's ever owned a VH tape owns Independence Day yeah. and Tommy Boy. <laughs> but I guess someone that is doing, though... Yeah, uh, no, that's seriously a great call. That's like the uh, Fast and the Furious of DVD collections, <laughs> yeah. where it was like every DVD collection has Fast and the Furious. You're right, every VHS. <laughs> as Jurassic maybe Park... maybe has a two-part Forrest Gump, one of those <laughs> yeah, two... Yeah, absolutely. Definitely has Jurassic Park. Definitely Jurassic has... Park, Yeah, sure. definitely has Independence day probably uh nine out of ten might have a men in black copy line around somewhere but uh someone though besides uh the new independence day does not doing great numbers wise someone that is doing great numbers wise has uh broken a couple of records is uh scarlett johansson has uh now has been named the highest grossing female highest grossing like her movies gross the most the movies she's been yes. in the highest grossing she doesn't necessarily get paid the most per film but all of the accumu the but the accumulation of all of her films is the highest grossing total for Correct. all female actresses every in history all female yeah, actresses. not just contemporary in the history of uh, history of all the ladies in the history of women, she's the richest movie star. And another breaking news with that, she's also cracked the top ten highest grossing actors of all time. So Of all time. Of uh, all time, yeah. Or okay, I think that's how it works. Like, she's beating Robin Williams, so I'm imagining it's all time. Because <laughs> that okay, was the report yeah. I read. She's like, she's beating Gary Oldman and Robin Williams. I was like, well, beating Robin <laughs> Williams doesn't seem like that much of an accomplishment. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm pretty sure it's all time. Okay, so a top ten highest grossing like, female actress, and I guess really because she's been, you know, long since really regarded as a probably like Hollywood's hottest starlet, but also yeah, like very sure. well respected actress. I guess really what's put her over the hump with the box office though has got to be the recent Avengers movies. Oh, yes, yeah, goddamn right it was. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, that doesn't hurt because a lot. A lot of people involved in those movies are probably skyrocketing up these lists because now who would the highest paid female actress be? Is it she also like demanding? Because she's like Julia, highest, like oh, Julia Roberts. Paid. You got to figure is she definitely more well. of like a box office draw. I bet that Meryl Streep hack pulling <laughs> yeah. some cash and Meryl Streep broad that you always hear about. She's probably. <laughs> But no, you're right. But and you said it too. Is it's definitely the Avengers thing that like put it over, like put it over the edge. Like because if you look, because like I said, she's the top grossing female in history, but she's also made the top ten actors of all time. If you look at the other actors, it's like Samuel L. Jackson is number two, Robert Downey Jr. It's all the Avengers people. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, the Avenger cast is all throughout that. But definitely, uh, you know, weird news. I'm sure Julia Roberts is sitting at her, looking at her agent, going, "What the fuck? I can't play. Uh, yeah. I can't play some comic book character." <laughs> We don't want you, Julia. I can't play some blue body paint chick. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, man. So hats off to you, Scar Joe. <laughs> but I guess one of those highest growing actors, though, that have not been in a comic book movie yet, kind of, is Tom Hanks. Okay, yes. Hanks definitely on the list. The of Forrest like, Gumps, the Castaways. Absolutely. Everyone. Private Ryan's definitely one of the... Everyone's parents' favorite actor, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Has just come out with a uh, new movie, new movie coming out, directed by Clint Eastwood. The trailer just dropped for it. It's called Sully, and it's a movie about the <laughs> yeah. pilot that landed the plane in the Hudson River. Yeah. 
So now, if you're not from, this seemed to me like a very, I guess it was like a national story. But yeah, everyone Like was. a New York kind of story. A flight takes out of New York. Immediately, ducks get in the engine yeah, wing. That's right. Like one of the engine goes down, and they immediately have to land just like miles away in the Hudson River emergency landing. Mm-hmm. Does it safely. Everybody gets Every out passenger alive. Everybody's safe. And apparently it was a great a story. This guy Sully was definitely like a hilarious fucking like ex war vet kind mm-hmm. of uh, style pilot, like smoking cigarettes and fucking yeah. badass pilot. And a uh, great story, great like twenty minute story you would tell <laughs> yes. and say I saw. But a two hour movie, like what? What? What do we not know in twenty minutes? What <laughs> yeah. happened? I got to know his background story and. Yeah, like, who are the prota- like who are the uh, antagonists going to be like? Who's the bad guy in the fucking? Uh, well, like the there's pro- going to be some sleazy mechanic or something like that. <laughs> that's fucking probably be the airport lawyer is what the trailers make it look like. Okay, like, you could have turned back. Well, you're a danger. You're a maverick. There's Sully. <laughs> there's some passenger in a rush that's like, you know what? I think we can make it to Omaha. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah. go for it. How many engines do we need to fucking make it? So look out for that hilarious, <laughs> ridiculous. Because when I think badass pilot, now, does it feature a hilarious Hank Sully Sullenberg style mustache? Of course it does. <laughs> I think he's doing di- dyed gray hair in this one too to really oh, capture the part. Right. He's really yeah, he's really owning it. <laughs> but again, that movie better he's be a like method actor. Thirty minutes long <laughs> at best. Take off. Yeah, the Yeah, definitely seems like it should be like a TV movie kind of thing. For like sure, one of those. For sure. Absolutely. TNT presents. And also Clint Sully. Eastwood and Hanks. This is like such an epic get together of iconic figures to be making the most worthless movie <laughs> yeah, of all time. Right? <laughs> well, Eastwood's directing. Like, there's not, not like a more interesting topic for Eastwood and Hanks to fucking sing. Like, they've got the money and the power to make a movie about any subject matter they want, and they're choosing the Sully Sullenberg <laughs> fucking yeah, right. flight landing in the Hudson where, like, nothing happened. I think at this point, though, when's the last time you've seen Clint Eastwood? That guy's crazy fucking old and nutty looking. In that movie where he was playing a racist. Yeah, that was his. He directed that, but that was his last movie he's acted in. Oh, okay, he's only right. looked crazier since then. Like, at this point, they're just like, let this crazy old nut do what they want. It sells tickets and we throw his name on it. on the KP or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make a movie about pilots. <laughs> Who's trusting this guy with all this expensive equipment? Yeah. But, so, Sully. Look out for Sully. Who knows when it's coming out? Probably be nominated for an Oscar, though. My prediction right now. <laughs> Sully's going to kill it. And I guess in just other kind of, like, uh, Blu-ray news is, uh, keeping with the geeked-up theme of the show... <laughs> Batman vs. Superman, the extended cut, is coming out on Blu-ray. Or it's come out on Blu-ray. And it's the R-rated version. The one of, like, if you didn't like it in the theaters, yeah. it was kind of boring. Here's little plot hole fixes. And we've mentioned it on the show, kind of, I think, that after the success of Deadpool, which was, like, the R-rated comic book movie, mm-hmm. they kind of did reshoots where they added Affleck, sprinkling a bunch of curse words <laughs> yeah. to, like, make it a more adult feel for Batman. <laughs> and a uh, what seemed to be just a very, like, cheesy, unorganic, you know, uh, Absolutely, R rating. Yeah. They finally released their they finally released their work on Blu ray. Devin lined up at the Best Buy and got yeah, it. Was, was it worth all the uh No. It was just forty more minutes of more boring. <laughs> just like them and their civilian duties. It, like and I swear to God, no joke, it really just like included more of like Clark Kent investigating. It was like <laughs> we never see enough Clark Kent being a reporter. <laughs> It was like like obnoxious New York uh, obnoxious New Yorkers on the street yelling yeah. curse words at Superman. I don't think there's even any cursing. I saw no reason for them to make it rated R. It was like the dumbest thing. They just heard, promoted I, it as R. I heard Affleck went full frontal in a weird a uh, in a weird yeah, bat no suit changing scene. I forgot to zip my suit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dong was just hanging out. 
Yeah, they had to throw an R on it just because, like, hey, good Joker, one. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that was a, a quick review on that And one. I think the last thing any, bad, any of these recent Batman movies needed is their 40 more minutes of anything. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, what a good point. You've talked about it before, too. It was like the last Christian or the second Christian Bale one with the Joker. It was like, wait, wait a second. They're on boats now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did this movie end 40 minutes ago? <laughs> I, get that in, I get the end of that in Jurassic Park 2 confused somehow. <laughs> with fucking the dinosaurs storming the seas. <laughs> Same difference, really. So I guess that would do it for uh, the movie news. But, of course, you've heard the theme song. We cover all categories here. We got a little music news. Yeah, we've done TV. We've done movies. We've got the uh, music news and uh, Led Zeppelin, I guess, won a big lawsuit. In our non-profits of rage-related music news. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. The tour's kicking ass, by the way. Yeah, they're doing a great job, those guys. (laughs) Looking forward to seeing them soon in New York in August, baby. Woo! But, uh, you know, other modern bands, Led Zeppelin (laughs) has some news. And they just won their, I guess, their court case. They were getting sued for, uh, what would you call it, copyright issues? Yeah, and I guess this is like the lawsuit that would never end, because I thought when this news came out, I was like convinced that this lawsuit had come to head years and years ago, but I guess there's been like appeals and all sorts of stuff. Basically, there's a uh, 70s band called Spirit, which is claiming that like uh, the iconic Zeppelin song, Stairway to Heaven, which at this point is like probably the number one most famous song ever, like yeah. famous rock <laughs> song ever, they're claiming little old Spirit is claiming that that song was like totally ripped off by one of their shitty songs and one of those like and, and when you listen back to him I think we listen to it and it definitely sounds very close and Led Zeppelin also has been associated with lots of these different mm-hmm. scandals of like you know copyright infringement and whatnot a lot of people have claimed that Zeppelin has taken more than just creative license in their songs you know gotcha so, yeah, and uh, Taurus, I don't know. I think that uh, I can see why Led Zeppelin didn't have to, uh, like, got found of not taking it and not have to pay out. I can also say that Zeppelin probably ripped this uh, Yeah, no, it sounds very similar. Taurus was, like, a totally instrumental song, first of all. So, yeah, and also, they're kind of just claiming that it's, like, the initial... And honestly, the difference of the song is literally, like, the only difference me and Devin could discern was Zeppelin adds, like, an extra dan dan to their whole thing. But I think it's kind of one of those that just, like, ultimately speaking, how is some shitty band that nobody's ever heard of and a song that nobody's ever listened to (laughs) going to claim that fucking stairway was ripped off from there? It's, like, the most iconic fucking, like, it's just too big. Like, if they chose another Zeppelin song and tried to be like, hey, Mystic Mountain Hop, you know, like, you should give us 50 mil for that. Maybe they would have, like, agreed and got some type of settlement. But you can't pick Stairway and claim that it's stolen. Like, fucking... Yeah, what is even argument? Give you somebody from Zeppelin, Stairway? Somebody from Zeppelin just wandered into a spirit show one night and was like, oh, that's a great guitar riff. Now, that being said, totally stolen. Oh, yeah, Zeppelin. for sure. Like, I think 100%. I think what like I said, you said probably happened. Like, the musically speaking... And now I guess this kind of brings, because there are uh, like lots of other copyright infringement cases, a lot of revolving around Zeppelin. Me and Devin were talking, I guess, the most hilarious one that comes to my mind, which is apparently like another lawsuit had taken place. But this reminds me of the Vanilla Ice 
uh, Queen song, yeah, versus or whatever Queen and Bowie, yeah, 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 the yeah. Under Pressure, dun, dun, which dun, I thought dun, like dun, for dun, sure dun. was the like an original hip hop style sample. And oh, then but, like, Vanilla enough, Ice just like openly sampled it. it was like, thanks yeah, guys for the sample. Exactly, I thought it was like a Puff Daddy style sampling. Then Devin tells me that hilariously enough, like Vanilla Ice always vehemently denied <laughs> <Yeah>. any relation. <laughs> Definitely did on the Zeppelin stairway. We added a dun dun doo Yeah, and then you can literally see him like in an interview. He's like, no man, their song was like dun 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 dun. And our song was dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. They literally add a dun. And Zeppelin, in the same fashion, adds a doo doo. So. Yes, do. But Zeppelin won. Vanilla Ice, <laughs> Rob Van Winkle uh, had a payout. <laughs> yeah. They lost their suit, which <laughs> yeah. was like the most <laughs> hilarious fucking denying the. Uh, yeah, like without question, you lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that one was so much more obvious, though, than the uh, Spirit versus Zeppelin one. Yeah. Like that one's like, you, this I one can I see why Zeppelin did win. Like, yeah. You know, why the band won because it's fucking it's similar but it's not so similar that I could feel just of like yeah. making a band pay out whereas Rob Van Winkle and I think you're just crying sour grapes on the lo- on the wrong song you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. we've all fucking like even you said it's like maybe maybe not but Zeppelin just does it so much better <laughs> yeah seriously like, come on they added words and stuff <laughs> yeah don't stand a chance first spirit step. I'm sorry fucking like, yeah their song is it's literally like a two minute <laughs> instrumental you're gonna claim that stairway <laughs> was fucking ripped off yeah again also one of the longest songs ever, the nine-minute song, Stairway. <laughs> but then also a great move by Spirit, because if it wasn't for this suit, like, again, nobody would have ever... Still nobody's, like... The best yeah, they're not making any money. Their <laughs> song people have only listened to in comparison to the Stairway, so... Like, like fuck ev- these guys. For every one time Zorus has gotten played, like, right <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> ev- uh, Stairway gets played twice, so... Very true. Very true. So, uh, good win, Zep. <laughs> But I guess that would wrap this news up with a little uh, video game news. And um, I might have talked about this game before, but the uh, big deal... We all know Jay Diddy has. Yeah, Jay Diddy has. He's mentioned in an email he sent here. He said he's going to try and level me up to 30 in the division, which I'm way ahead of that now. I'm doing pretty good. I don't need the help, Diddy. Uh, But their DLC just dropped on the game called The Underground. So let's give you a little bit of a backdrop. The division is a game that's like a mix of an MMO, which is like a massive multiplayer online game. And kind of like a first-person shooter. But it takes place in New York City. Like, a virus breaks out. People are just dying. This group has to come in and clean up the streets from gangs. Simple enough. The interesting thing about the game, though, is they've made a pretty much perfect map of New York City. Yeah, like, the playland in which the video game takes place is New York City. Yeah. With, you know, uh, like, instead of a Barnes & Noble, it may say books. Bookstores, but it's, but it's an like accurate thing. Same, not only, like, New York City landmarks, but stores and people and all that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. crowds and all that kind of So much so that, like, having living in New York and, like, my friends that I play with also live in New York, we've actually met up in front of bars we drink at in real yeah. life in the game without <laughs> even having, like, set a marketer. It's like, all right, meet me in front of here. And I'm like, all right, me, yeah. there we are. And we're on a little light in front of it says, bar and they go start first person shooting yeah well no we do a little bit of like two hours of karaoke <laughs> and we go <laughs> we, uh, we do some shooting we go back because it's almost last call but it's a it's a great game the dlc so they've added more online content for they have they've done like new missions now more uh, things that like, everyone could play new achievements to get a uh, new incursion it's just now, like an update of the a game. popular thing with other games of other games? Because I guess kind of the original, for me at least, in terms of like city feel was, I guess, was the uh, first, the uh, third Grand Theft Auto 
featuring Miami was kind of the one where like you really felt like you were just walking around. Yeah, in, that like, was uh, the Grand Theft Auto Four Vice City yeah, with Vice Ray Liotta doing the voice. <laughs> God bless him. God with, bless yeah, Liotta. Yeah, with Tony Bright Eyes, Ray Liotta doing the uh, <laughs> voicing, but. So have, have other games kind of now taken other cities, or the division going to make? Other um, I think like other games have tried. I, and again, like the uh, Grand Theft Auto games, they always kind of base in the city, but it's just like their adaptation. Like you know, it is the city, but like it's not like a direct yeah, representation of the map. True. Where this is like a direct, just like you can tell people are out there and like looked at every site and like, all right, this is like this is exactly it. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely bonkers how like accurate it is. So now this one takes place underground. There's gangs breaking out underground. So now we're in the subway lines, cleaning up yeah. the subway now. So it's a uh, it's a really neat game. It's a uh, just one of the better ones. I've been nerding out on it forever now. I'm actually doing pretty good. Check me out at Fearloath 420. <laughs> that I refuse to change to Geeked Up 420. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's an old gamer tag, man. You gotta stick with me. It's a really neat game, but. Uh, yeah, just talking about it too. Like we haven't talked about video games in a while on this show, and then we started talking about video games, and it got me thinking that would take a great closer look. Closer look, closer look, closer look. We got the telescope, then the microscope, all of your other scopes. It's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look, closer look, closer. Oh yeah, baby. That one never oh, gets old. Sir, no. Never gets old. I guess uh, once again, big shout out to Andre Davi, SoundCloud.com backslash Andre Davi. Still taking those episode ten emails, y'all. Woo, baby. But uh, talking about the division earlier, and again, we haven't talked about video games in a while, and it kind of got me and Liam chit chatting and kind of talking about um, um this a really loose list of our favorite kind of all time of our all time favorite video games. Yeah, is there anything more nostalgic than talk of video games? Get you thinking about your all time faves. And let's be honest, how's it been episode 17 of the Geek Up podcast and we're just getting to this closer look. <laughs> yeah. The video game closer look is a uh, 15 weeks too late for the <laughs> yeah. We leave you guys wanting more. <laughs> I'll start off, I'll throw it out there, Mario Kart. All-time Mario favorite Kart. game they've played. I guess it's come out again for the different systems. But, it has, uh, we. I'm talking about, and not Super Nintendo Mario Kart. So not I'm the original. 64, yeah, not the original Mario Kart. I'm talking about Mario Kart 64, four different, 16 different courses, four different, like, tournaments World, you yeah. can play. They also had the battle mode feature, all of your favorite Mario characters. There was all sorts of tricks and shortcuts. You could learn how to hop the wall in the land with all the dirt. And, and you know my claim. <laughs> I'll take the challenge right now. Anyone wants to play? That was one of those that every, everybody loves to claim they're the best. I guess that was one of those first ever since uh, 64 was the kind of first, like, four-player system. It was there was, kind like, of four like slots the, in the machine. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first. The 64, when it came out, it came out with, like, six games at once or whatever. It did. And they it weren't did. necessarily all adaptable to playing, like, multiplayer, like Mario 64 was, was the big the worst one. Mario, second to Mario Brothers 2. But <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a multiplayer game. Who was your, uh, who would you play as? I was a Yoshi guy. You were Yoshi, Yoshi guy? Of course Wario. you were. Yoshi or Wario. What do you mean Wario? Those are two totally different cl- play- playable yeah, characters. Yeah, Wario goes faster, but Wario, but Yoshi gets much better control. Interesting. If Interesting. you use Peach, Peach is probably the best, but all your friends are going to call you a fag, so you can't use her. That's also chintzy. <laughs> same thing as using Yoshi. They're the same player. 
You're yeah. just kind of a bitch if you use the princess. <laughs> they literally just drive the exact same way. See, I went big, man. I like the Koopas and the Donkey Kongs, man. Once okay, they got were... like, that traction going. Yeah, I would, yeah, same thing with Wario. I would also use Wario because he was like a good middle of like being a bitch and using Yoshi, <laughs> but being uh, not so hardcore and using the big guys. But the big I, guys were beasts, man. Yeah. You played them right. Mm. And I guess while we're just on uh, the Mario world and stuff like that, like you just said, the Mario 64, which I actually loved. I thought that was a great game because you could play it as a game, but then you also could go through and collect all 128 stars. So it was like yeah, the game that, that, that would never fucking end. Well, a lot of games followed suit with that, too. Like yeah. every game now has like the collectibles thing. See, I think my favorite Mario game of all time, like the Super Nintendo Mario was fucking ultimate where you got the cape and the first time you ever saw it, Yoshi. So it was Genesis, man, and that wasn't the kind of game you could play at your friend's house. But, like, uh, so... Play two player, you gotta get a little Luigi action in there. <laughs> but my favorite Mario game had to be Mario Brothers Three. It was just like a with new the raccoon, yeah, uh, the dude. flying and raccoon. Like you could be the asshole if, if you were just better at it. Like if you were ahead of the person on the board, if you remember, like between levels, you had to, like move your little guy yeah, on the board. Yeah, yeah. And if you got it right, you could click them and like play the like really old school Mario <laughs> arcade game and like steal all their shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You've got to promise not to hit A if you're going over me. <laughs> As long as you were better than that, you could just always dominate over the person. You could see, steal all their extra lives. See, now that is one of my favorite Marios. Not the original Mario World for Nintendo, but the, like, original, original Mario like Brothers. The, okay. Where they're running around the sewers, and if you went through one side of the screen, you'd pop up on the other. Okay. And that was like, hey, you were collecting all the coins. It was more like yeah, Tetris that, than Mario. Exactly. That was, was one you could play in Mario 3. Yeah, yes, exactly. That was a good one. You can fuck with your friends. But you're right, like, because I do vividly remember Mario World, because that was also kind of one that's come out on retro systems. Mm -hmm. Mario 3, everybody remembers with the flying raccoon tail. Mario 2, I've got absolutely no conception of. Oh, that one the worst. Where the beach one took place in the sand, I think? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You could play as, like, Mario, Luigi, Princess, or Toad. I remember that one. And each one had their own little abilities, and it was the worst. Same thing with, like, uh, we're talking about, like, kind of, like, Nintendo games. Like, Legend of Zelda, the first one, epic. Totally ahead of its time, where you could play, like, a big open open map and yeah, you could yeah. play the levels in different order like it wasn't a set game it was almost like a like a, almost like one of the first sandbox games Legend of Zelda 2 A Link to the Past what the fuck yeah the Link worse, game dude. the Link oh game was God. terrible it was like how do you follow this <laughs> yeah. how do you follow Legend of Zelda with this I honestly like, for me for Zelda the original Zelda I felt I was probably a little bit like I couldn't get into it as a gamer at that point I felt like it was a little bit too much map based <laughs> for my age I just wasn't like it was still more of like a thinking man's game than like a fun one and also I just felt like the graphics didn't necessarily live up for those long kind of missions and tasks they were asking but Oracle of Time the 64 adaptation I feel probably in my book the single best game of all time I will make the claim you could not you're just being a lying asshole if you said you didn't beat it without a gamer's guide because everybody had to use a gamer's guide yeah, to fucking solve those tasks. Was pretty hardcore. I've got friends that'll claim that they never use the gamer's guide. They're lying out their asses, and I'm looking right at you, Simon Capuchunus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an asshole! This guy claimed he didn't use the guide. Yeah. At least he didn't find all the hearts then. But yeah, come on. <laughs> you figure out which key order to put them in. No, yeah. I knew north, south, south, west, north, west, east. Come on. But too, but like at that when that came out, though, it was just such like an intensive like. You know, laborious game. It was Absolutely. Just like, such an intense, uh, all-consuming. Like, it was just took so long. There was so much asked and demanded of you as a player, not just to figure shit out, but to actually, like, execute it on the game. Correct. Or it was just, like, high-level fucking game. And I guess, like, Legend of Zelda have always been like that to an extent, except uh, Legend of Zelda 2. That one was the fucking worst. But uh, mine to me was either there's two. It was either the Super Nintendo one 
which I think that one was actually called A Link to the Past, where it was just like on multi-levels. It was a lot of fun. It was on a new platform with Super Nintendo. It was great. I think everything after that, like, I wasn't crazy about the 64 ones, honestly. But I did like the uh, my uh, neighbor at the time bought a Wii. I was like, the one person didn't buy a Wii, and I would go over to his house every day after work so I could play uh, the Wii. Wii bowling? Or, no, the Wii Legend of Zelda. Oh, Wii Zelda. <laughs> I know that story almost sounded like the story of how I almost got molested. <laughs> yeah, my neighbor, my hand this video <laughs> yeah. game. And every he day got this great video game and all these puppies. It was but great. no, I was like 26. <laughs> <laughs> But every day after work, I'd go over there and play Link. And it was fucking dope, because it was like when the Wii came out, so like it was no controllers. You actually had to like use your hands to like Yeah, it was a totally, yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good game. It was the only game for the Wii that like held up that wasn't just like wasn't just bowling or tennis. Yeah, bowling or tennis. It was the only like sport. real game with the plot that actually like the controllers worked correctly. <laughs> you know I guess I mean? that's a good way to segue for me, is I'm going to be that asshole as I have so many times in my life to turn a nice video game conversation with the geek into sports video game conversations. Yeah, but you play Madden. that oh. asshole, yeah. That, like, will relate to video games, but only through sports. Lots of great... Just speaking of Mario, Mario Tennis was an all-time great <laughs> sports game. <laughs> Not as, like, realistic, but you get your... Uh, I'd say Madden. It's got to be from the time of our childhood, from, like, 93 or whatever, yeah. when he started franchising. It was, like, Tecmo Super Bowl. Actually, was Tecmo Bowl was Tecmo the original. Super Bowl, yes, yeah. definitely. Was it that? And you, Eric uh, Metcalf, fucking sweep right, dominating you all day. What is he play as Bo Jackson? You got to play as Bo Jackson, man. <laughs> or Brown. Yeah, you yeah. you'd either be the Raiders or the Browns. Bo Jackson or Metcalf <laughs> <Yeah>. in Cleveland. <laughs> Same thing with the like old school, too. old school. Remember uh, there was Double Dribble? Do you ever have Double Dribble for the original Nintendo? I don't remember Double Dribble. It was uh, Double Dribble. Oh, then, Double Dribble. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying, you got to say it like that. And then there was the uh, Tyson's Punch-Out. Okay, Which Tyson's Punch fucking, out. Like, definitely epic. Yes, of course. Another one that was uh, like virtually impossible to actually beat Tyson. Like the it rest was, of the guys, you, you had like a fighting chance. You got to Tyson. Nothing you did could ever because I, I never actually beat Tyson. No, I has. think I beat the same. My Sand brother Man claims he has. Again, a Simon yeah. Capuchino style yeah. fucking geeked up. We're calling you on your shit. Yeah, lying lies. Bastard. It's all lies. But he could never do it in front of me. Like, yeah. Oh, if you went to bed last night, I beat him. I'm like, because the rest of the guys, they all had their like little trick to beat him. You know what I mean? Like you'd punch mm-hmm. the hippo in the stomach. Exactly. You know what I mean? You'd exactly. jab the tiger as he ran at you. <laughs> and I guess that kind of brings you a little bit into the Nintendo. I think one of the epic styles, especially for Nintendo, I don't think the games do it as much since that system. But I think probably perhaps the most fun part of some of these games. And I think for Nintendo, Tyson's Punch at all-time classic. Maybe next up, all-time Nintendo classic, Contra. Which, of course, had the epic cheater's guide that we all still remember. Yeah. Up, 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 down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. (laughs) Yeah. Just got yourself 99 alive, son. Yeah, exactly. Which gives you your only fighting chance to beat Contra. But then again, and that was also a two-player game that you could play with your friends. It was. It was a two-player game that you could play with your friends. And there was no way to beat it without the five lives. (laughs) It was so hard. You hit once and you die. And there was, like, I guess there was other games like that. Like, the Ninja Turtles games were, like, fun. The Ninja Turtles arcade was a good, like, original, like... Yeah, the arcade one, I actually yeah. remember. That's one of the few arcade. It was a lot of fun. But then, you know, you got to talk more modern days. And I guess you could go back and forth with this one because, like, I was a huge Halo guy. 
Like when Halo okay. came out for the uh, original Xbox, dude, it was fucking dope. It was unlike any other first shooter I've ever played, yeah. first person shooter, because you could also like drive the vehicles and like it wasn't online yet, but you could still like have your friends come over and play the same. And game. you could plug their Xbox to your Xbox for to get, sure. Like, eight, and you get people in different rooms playing, and it really started the trend of like the multi multi person experience. Absolutely. And then that translated so well to online, where because like, like my friends, I, I didn't play Halo myself, but like my friends would get two or three different rooms of all of their friends playing at once That's what we which is basically too. the online experience exactly you know? so there was no online experience yet yeah, the tech yeah. wasn't quite there yet <laughs> and of course like Halo 2 and all that where you finally could start playing online like when the Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network came out Xbox Live beat them to it by the way but it was just like that thing of not having to play split screen anymore and not having to go over to someone's house to play video games. <laughs> yeah, really just yeah. taking that all social interaction of it. Like, I don't have to leave exactly. my couch. I can play the same game the with only my friend. possible social interaction for a video game nerd. <laughs> Took that out the window. So that was all groundbreaking, especially for first-person shooters. But I guess you could even say, if you were talking about groundbreaking first-person shooters, okay, you yeah, would have to say, like, Doom... Or Wolfenstein. Yeah, there's the two. Well, for me, there's the couple ways. Because I'd feel Doom, especially as a PC, like when you were kids, there was mm -hmm. all the console games. The only PC computer game that you'd ever really hear, except for the one with uh, Leisure Suit Larry, where it was like a <laughs> porn video game. The only other PC yeah. game was Doom, which at that point was like the first ever crazy first-person shooter. Really like set off that whole franchise. But I feel that kind of where... In between and the evolution that gets you from Doom to Halo, an important stop along the way, but 64's GoldenEye, oh, Jesus, 007, which was the, that was like Doom with four players at once. You couldn't hook your 64's up, so you weren't at Halo status, so you were, but but still, and you weren't like riding bomb, you know, riding trucks or whatever. But let's face it, like it's pretty much the same game. But I think GoldenEye was like really the for me. That's the number one of yeah, those first person four shooters. first person people, and that was also number one where like you really had to play with proper comp level of competition because I wasn't as good as my friends, so they would kill me. Know where I'm gonna wake up the yeah. second they I wake up. Camping. It was like the again. evolution of camping <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? until I would get frustrated, stop playing, and then somebody else <laughs> of a higher quality would What's jump in my right? place and they'd have a fun time. And you're right. That's also like the first like realization when you start playing people that are better. Than you like it's like you're because like the four verse four thing hadn't happened yet yeah and it's like really was like one of the first like video games like not video game frustration that's happened with older games but like fucking pissed at your buddy next <laughs> yeah, to you exactly because like because yeah, yeah there's no humble winner when it comes to golden <laughs> no one's like oh man sorry i got you again it's like hey fucking faggot yeah, yeah. got you again hey, where am i liam <laughs> It's like, ah! I imagine a lot of 64 controllers met their doom that way. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, you're right. That was a classic one. And I guess, like, just getting other, like, genres, too. You could talk about, like, uh, well, just games, too, that we've played, like, over and over again. Like, Street Fighter 2 for uh, Super Nintendo. Yep. Street Fighter 2, and then it's Genesis counterpart Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat, which I was going to say, probably the only two video, well, not the only two video games on our list, but two of the only video games on our list that, like, had really cheesy 90s movies accompanied because of their, like, such, because of their vast popularity. <laughs> Absolutely. And they both came out, like, at the same time, too. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there was, I guess, not as much of a cheat code, but with Mortal Kombat 2, you could also do secret things. You get Michael Keaton popping up and saying, Toasty. Yeah. Toasty! Toasty! <laughs> I don't think it was Michael Keaton, dude. I think this is going down in your Mike D smile, dude. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the poll on that one, but I'm but there was all sorts of kind of little secret boards. Goro would have some type of weird death if yeah, they got that. Absolutely. That was the fatalities you had to do it. And with Mortal Kombat too, it came out on Genesis and Super Nintendo, but it came out on Genesis first, and that's why like half the moms out there wouldn't let kids get Genesises because the Genesis included the blood. And they'd be like, oh my yes. god, that thing just ripped someone's heart out. say the blood version. And Whereas Super Nintendo was sweat and you couldn't do the fatalities. It was like, <laughs> finish him. It was like, <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah, very tired. Counter, uh, yeah, it was the worst. But yeah, the blood splats and then kind of when you look at just the evolution of games, how that was the protest, it would literally be like they would get spiked and just a red splot would go like, you know, yeah. randomly flying through the air. Now might say they're you like lose such like the, you know, uh, Iraqi war recreation <laughs> games are like such mind fucks yeah. and like have to put you. And even in that aspect, just like we were talking about before the closer look with the GTA fucking franchise like even the newest ones now that came out on like xbox one they've literally done the work to make bodies look like how they would really fall if you kill them it takes <laughs> killing prostitutes to a whole new level <laughs> man. Know, right? you can literally run up to a gang of homeless people and just set them on fire and drive <laughs> off in your stolen car and then kill the prostitute that was blowing you i was like man you thought double dragon was bad like that was a game my mom wouldn't let me play that was for original nintendo yeah definitely. because the open that was another one that had a movie i think it was just yeah, it did. It did. It had a terrible movie, yeah. but it definitely had one. But the opening of Double Dragon was just like this chick and like her two bit, three bit, whatever, like burp, 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 and her little mini skirt, and just two guys walking over to her and be like, dude, think, 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 think. Punch her in the face and then throw her over their shoulder and take her. And that was the plot of the game. And mom's like, yeah, you're definitely not playing this fucking game. Like, oh, I'll see you one day in the future. Leisure go. suit, Larry. That one sounds okay. <laughs> he sounds nice. Look what a clown he looks like. And I'm sure there's so many games, too, that I'm missing, like Resident Evil for... Yeah, if you're one of those people that have had your life taken over by World of Warcraft, maybe email that one in. That's the one that, like, who's the... uh, Was it Ben Stein, whose, like, son had to to have an intervention because his son was, like, a World of Warcraft addict? Oh, there's a ton of those. There's, like, the internet videos of the kids' parents that shut off their Warcraft account. And it's retaliation, like, knowing these games. Like, if I was that kid, like, found out, like, all, like, my years of hard work. Like, when you play big games like that and you just get wiped because your parents don't understand. because <laughs> they don't like, understand. I told you I was going to unplug it. game is stupid. Yeah, dude. Like, heads, hats off to you. Oh, and the only reason I even this game's popping in my head now is because a girl did that to us once. She unplugged the PlayStation while we were playing fucking Tony Hawk oh, and doing like a million point grind. And she was like, I said, let's go. Boom. <laughs> Remember back in the days when you couldn't save your video game? Like in Sonic, when Sonic came out? Yeah. You needed to fucking beat Sonic like in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. Or, leave or it on pause it. And yeah. Hope to God, be <laughs> some yes. moron in the house. No, for sure. Like, I was but, like, too young to live by myself at six years old, so I couldn't be like, there ain't nobody you. It was the living room. So you had to get into that groove, too, where it was just like, all right, I've got the first seven boards down on autopilot. <laughs> like, I think I figured out the trick <laughs> in the eighth board. And you'd fly through the first seven <laughs> boards in, like, 20 minutes. And then get to the eighth and just get white. <laughs> yeah. And fucking, that's a great point. No saves. <laughs> and even PlayStation had to even do, like, you could save, but you got to buy the separate memory card. I if think you 64 don't buy was like the that memory too. memory card, you can't save your game at all. Like, wait, what? <laughs> the game has the capability to save, but I have to buy the extra four. Of course I'm going to buy it. I'll take two. <laughs> There's not enough room on just one. 
But yeah, so games like that's I think I would be our list. Some of our favorites here. Metroid, just throwing it out there. Yeah, Gears of War, just throwing <laughs> it out there. But other ones that we've forgotten, other big MMOs. Tell us why World of Warcraft isn't the best one. Of course, but there's a lot we miss. It's uh, the greatest thing about video games. There was literally a game called Mist where you walked around and did nothing on a PC. And people <laughs> loved that game. It was just a pretty environment. You'd go around and collect shit and figure out some lame mystery. <laughs> but email us in that shit at thegeekeduppodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let email us, us in why Mist doesn't blow. <laughs> yeah. Or other thug in. you got to put that thug, thug in there, folks. Or other boring video games we missed out on. We named all the good ones. And I'm just going to say, I'll put an afternoon of Tetris on Game Boy uh, uh, next to any of this shit. <laughs> That's right. We didn't even scrape the Game Boy surface, so it's up to you guys. <laughs> anyway, guys, that would be this episode's show. Thanks for tuning in. This has been episode 17 of the Geeked Up Podcast. And remember out there, everybody, if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Yeah. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! It's time to get geeked up to stand up. Comics telling you what's up. And movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Spirit. Hey buddy. 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 H